to Sword Coast, Coast to Coast. This is episode 35. This is your Dungeon Master Cameron here to say this is the end of the Butter Biscuits quadrology. Um, this is the one where Winona Ryder is a clone or a cyborg or an android or something like that. JK, not true. Um, the, this episode, uh, of course, is uh, going to reveal all kinds of different stuff. Uh, we're going to learn about Butter Biscuits as a friend. We're going to learn a little bit about the Death Seeker, and we're going to find out what happens to BB. BB? <gasps> Kojima? Who could know? Big mystery. Uh, it, uh, Jeff Keeley was covering for us the whole time. Anyway, that's a lot of words. Um, all to say, uh, this it's been a great time. Jack has done it at Hendrix, Hendrix Trog on Twitter. It's done a great job with uh, Butter Butter Biscuits. Did a great job here, and uh, you're going to find out at the end of it. Um, there's a little bit, much like last episode, there's a little bit of audio desync that happened here. Some some people's recordings messed up, things like that. But it, it, it shouldn't be noticeable. But if someone isn't talking for a little while, it's because Discord wasn't working and that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, I hope you enjoy this episode. And uh, I'm going to let you get right to it. Oh, no. No, 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 no. Somebody goes before me. Okay. Oh, wait. Yeah, I'm not going. I want to go before Wag. No, Wag is already, no. That, that, that has not occurred. The current order already on the ladder is Butter Biscuits. 25 feet behind Butter Biscuits. Wag. Then I, then I wait till Wag just... is off the ladder before I start climbing up. Okay. We've already established I'm this gonna, donkey... I'll climb up, but I'm going to shut my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because we have uh, we have previously uh, oh, right. asserted that Wag is, quote-unquote, Donald Duck in it. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, okay. don't. Uh, uh, if only we had a Donald Duck expert on the on the show. But um, <laughs> Butter Biscuit or, or, or Butter Biscuit is already up and <laughs> off the ladder and having a good time. And uh, Weg, as you get, you you kind of get to the top of the ladder, and uh, at the top there's a level of stone, and then on top of that are like some floorboards, right? And okay. as you get higher up this ladder, you can hear a buzzing sound. Mm-hmm. And it gets louder and louder and louder until you get to the very top of the ladder. And it is all-consuming. You can barely hear yourself think over the amount of buzzing, you know, strange insectile noises that are up here. And as you get to the top, you can see that Butter Biscuit is standing amongst what appears to be 10,000 eggs. <laughs> In a giant okay. wasp's nest slash attic space here at the top of the citadel. Okay. The buzzing is not right here necessarily. It seems like you're on the inside of something where the wasps are on the outside of it crawling around. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of eggs in here in little piles. And you can see they kind of make up a dome around you. Some of them facing to the outside. I see. Mm-hmm. This is a good room! <laughs> uh, I, I look back down the ladder and shout down to the rest of the team it's eggs <laughs> delicious how big are these eggs uh, eggs <laughs> oh, eggs 
that cage wigs? was meant to eggs. hold all of these wigs. <laughs> the uh, some are maybe the size of your fist, some are the size of your head, and some are maybe eight feet by eight feet. Oh goodness! Oof. Okay. Um, uh, butter biscuits, please come come here for just a second. Uh, you said this is where Cheap Cheap. Yeah. Is. Where's Cheap Cheap now? He should be around here. He is a beast. As... Yep. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. He is a bee, buddy. Is he a beach though? What? I I I love <laughs> Wegs like uh psychic uh medium like shtick. Where where is Cheap Cheap now? <laughs> is Cheap Cheap is Cheap Cheap in this room with us? <laughs> well, I feel a presence. Yeah. <laughs> um, someone is thinking of the color blue. Someone over here is thinking of uh I I'm getting the name with the letter J. Um <laughs> so uh so as uh, Butter Biscuits is talking about Cheap Cheap. You can hear someone, because I said it's kind of an attic, right? There's piles of eggs coming around from the right-hand side of the room around a pile of eggs. You can see a large, it looks maybe uh, to be about one and a half times the size of you, Wegg. It's maybe mm-hmm. a six-foot-tall person. Uh, coming around the corner, they uh, have a, a human's head, and they have a human's, like, from the knees down but in the middle they are very large and they're kind of uh, bulbous shaped and it looks like they're partially made out of these large eggs and mm. there are tiny insects buzzing in and out from around this uh, this creature um, it's oh, almost like, like this, this is a walking hive of like the, different types of bugs like the bee man from snake it's like it's nothing yeah like, exactly it's nothing like that. <laughs> <laughs> the pain, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's not that. It's something completely different from that. <laughs> like the B man. He comes Harry walking Paul. around, and he no, it's nothing like Harry Potter. They uh, he comes around and he sees butter biscuits, and he kind of or, or it, you don't really have a good a strong sense here. It uh, takes two steps forward and then brings its arms very wide in what you, Wegg, might think of as a spell-casting motion. Hmm. Hmm. Butter biscuits, do you recognize this person? Yeah! Who is That's that? That's Cheap Cheap! Wait. I thought Cheap Cheap was short. No. Cheap Cheap is one and a half Weggs. Tall. Yep. I I I had interpreted that to mean Wig is like three feet tall. It was. Wig is four feet tall. Three. <laughs> Wig is two feet tall. Wig is two feet tall. Um. <laughs> every time that we have to think about how tall Wig is, he should get very slightly smaller. <laughs> um. Uh. But so he so cheap cheap is like what six feet tall? You said yeah, somewhere there five and a half six okay. feet tall. Okay. Mm. Um, he said that the father was much bigger. Correct. Yeah! Right. Cheap Cheap's good! <laughs> What's Cheap Cheap doing? He's just got his arms out in this way. 
praising the sun. Kind of. T-posing. Not quite, like a little bit more more uh, curved looking. Like a little hugging. bit more, well, I don't know. It's kind of hard to tell, but Wegg thinks it might look like he's casting a spell. I do think that. Um, like like the jib motion? Oh my god. <laughs> sure. Uh, I yell back down the ladder, uh, maybe now would get up here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Butter Biscuits, what are you doing? I'm gonna give him a hug! So Butter Biscuits runs oh, up. Butter Biscuits. Runs up to this creature. And it kind of brings its arms even wider. And you can see, as, as it does that, as it kind of stretches its sternum in that way, you can see some of the eggs hatching. You can see more bugs kind of flying out of it. They're, they're not necessarily wasps. There's all kinds of flying insects. It's kind of this walking ecolog you know, ecological nightmare creature. And as Butter Biscuits gets close, it grabs Butter Biscuits. <gasps> and brings him up. And gives him a great big hug. Yay! <laughs> and the it opens its mouth wide, and you can just hear the singing noise of a thousand insects. <laughs> <laughs> and they're having a grand time. Cool. Doesn't seem doesn't seem harmful. Mm -hmm. Wegg Wegg yells back down the ladder. False alarm. <laughs> it's just bugs. Uh, <laughs> So here's a good question for you, Wegg. Uh, how does tongues work? Tongues affects the person that I touch. Mm -hmm. And so uh, since I chose Tess, mm -hmm. uh, I cannot personally understand what the bug creature is saying. But it's what the hive is saying. Okay. Gotcha. But it's, for, uh, but, but it's uh, all languages. You don't have to choose a language first, right? Correct? Yes. Uh, okay. uh, grants, grants the creature the ability to understand any spoken language. And uh, whenever Tess speaks, any creature that knows at least one language mm -hmm. and can hear mm -hmm. Tess will understand what she says. Gotcha. Okay. So uh, Tess, is your, you, you know, you're somewhere, everyone is getting to the top of this ladder, and um, you can hear this thing, and, and uh, uh, Butter Biscuits having a grand old conversation of a time. Talking about all kinds of stuff. Butter Biscuits, what's the thing you're going to bring up with Cheap Cheap first? Does Butter Biscuits, is Butter Biscuits also talking in insect? No, Butter Biscuits just talking like talking, Butter Biscuits. Talking like me! I think Butter Art. Biscuits only knows common. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you want to, you know, what's the thing that's most pressing on your mind, Butter Biscuits? Oh, I want to share some of my butter with him! How do you get it out of you? Oh, I, I have to unhinge my jaw! Unhinge? Yeah! Yep. Okay. And then I kind of make kind of a... Kind of motion. And it just comes out? Yeah! Okay, so uh, that happens. And uh, it goes right into uh, Cheep Cheep's hand, and Cheep Cheep begins just rubbing it all over its face. Like, not in its mouth, but in its face, and rubbing it all over the hive body. And they're laughing and giggling, and and uh, Cheap Cheap's talking about what he's been doing up here. He's you know he's saying, oh you know we really had a good crop of wasps up here this year, and doing your dad a, a grand service. And uh, he hasn't killed me yet, so looks like I'm doing my job real good. Butter biscuits. 
Tess, what are they saying? Uh, wizard shit. Talking about how their dad hasn't murdered Chief Chief yet. Mm-hmm. Seems mm. weird. <laughs> seems seems bad. Seems bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Weird. It seems like it seems like Cheap Cheap and Butter Biscuits are have very specific purposes in this world, and whoever Butter Biscuits' dad is, like, it's probably doing them a solid by uniting them from across the plains and 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 putting them together so that they can, you know, uh, do the thing that they love to do the most. It does sound like there's an implication that people have not completed their tasks well enough and thus been murdered. Sure. Yeah, but that yeah. happens in uh that happens everywhere. That's true. That's that's not a, a, a uniquely demonic practice. Mm-hmm. Right. But when I try and kill someone, everyone gets <laughs> up and off. Uh uh Wag wants to walk up to the hive and introduce himself. Well, crucially, you're not their boss. Only only bosses get to kill employees. Um, that's that's what we've asserted. Point of order, Cameron. Um, I would mm-hmm. think you will find that the God King is everyone's boss. Mm. Yeah, but you aren't God King yet. You just would be him yeah. if you weren't like terrible <laughs> at being a God King. Damn. <laughs> Harsh. Wow. All right, so Wag, you come up and you you begin speaking to Cheap Cheap, and uh, he he kind of uh, looks over to you, or it kind of looks over to you. I don't think Cheap Cheap has a gender at all. Uh, yeah, uh, transcended. It is. It is the mini, and uh, it uh, looks looks uh, at you and goes, "Oh!" And you just hear the buzzing sound of a thousand billion insects uh, all coming at you <laughs> at one time. Um, and Tess, you can hear. Oh, hey, hey, how are you? <laughs> can can you can you stop stealing people from the city? Rude. Oh, oh, and he turns to you and he says, and everyone else, again, you're hearing the wailing sounds of the living and the dead coming out of this thing. And uh, he says, oh, well, yeah, yeah, I would, uh, you know, kidnapping's not, I just like bugs. I'm just kind of a bug guy. I'm not really, uh, I'm not into kidnapping or anything, but uh, oh, oh, uh, oh, my little friend here, uh, his dad will squash me beneath his giant heel if I don't do that. And uh, as you can see, um, I don't really have a lot of opportunities beyond being a bug guy, so you know, you gotta live your life, right? There's a really cool village you should hear about. <laughs> you know what? I'm in favor of this. <laughs> yeah. He says, "Well, if I leave my hive here, they'll all die, and these are like my ten thousand children. So I don't, I'm not really itching to leave here, you know." All right. I live here. But... Let me tell you to go. Let me tell you about a village. All right. I'm listening. It's some other place. <laughs> wow, rude. <laughs> that you don't want to go. How about that? Moving me to a village. And again, all of you just hear this, you know, the buzzing uh, yeah, and wait, population sounds. Yeah, we didn't get any of, of that. Sorry. <laughs> a thousand dead insects. Silverleaf is just like wandering around and carefully examining mm-hmm. all of these eggs. Not touching anything. Very important. He says, uh, "That's uh, 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 Cheap Cheap." Actually, looks over and says, uh, "Hey there. Uh, just make sure you know, look with your eyes and uh, not with your hands. You know." All right. I mean, do you have any problem if we go kill Butter Biscuit's dad? Seems rude. What? Uh, he, and so, <laughs> so he he uh, he he says uh, he looks at you and he says, uh, "Cheap Cheap says." Uh, 
you should not. Butter Biscuit's dad is very, very cool. And he says, uh, uh, Butter Biscuit's, uh, come over here. And Butter Biscuit's, you walk a little bit closer and he puts his hands over Butter Biscuit's ears and he starts mouthing to you without fully enunciating. He's like, you just, just kill his dad. His dad is awful. His dad flies this thing around. I, you would not believe how many wasps I've had to feed into the, the grist mill that is this stupid flying citadel. I hate it. <laughs> I I love this little weirdo kid. You know he's 10,000 years old? No. Makes sense. He is. All I know is every day is his birthday. Does that mean he's 10,000 days old or? Yeah. No. Is this a leap year situation? <laughs> no. He's the, no, not at all. He's just, okay. he, he doesn't have a good, once you live long enough, your memory starts getting bad. And uh, I think he's kind of a little bit of a scamp. And he, and he pulls his hands back and he says, uh, he, he says to Butter Biscuits, he says, you're not listening, are you, Butter Biscuits? <laughs> I, I love buzzing. <laughs> Why don't you hum for me, Butter Biscuits, while I cover your ears? Hum your favorite song. And he puts his hands back over your Butter Biscuits' ears. And so he says, he says, listen, he says, if you, you can, you can, you gotta do whatever you can. If you just get the citadel the citadel is protected by all of, all of my wasps um but i you know once i put them press them into the service of old dad down there uh i don't have much control over them but if you could get the command rod from him that would allow the wasps to be free and i would be able to help you destroy him okay. or you could just kill him you can do whatever you want i don't care i hate I that mean... guy he's a terrible boss he keeps trying to stomp <laughs> on me that's rude. Yeah. How it's big is he? Definitely against OSHA standards. <laughs> um, Tess, can you ask the dude how big this guy's head is? <laughs> the big yes. dad is. And 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 he, he How he, big is this guy's head? He was like, uh, I don't know. It's, it's pretty big. He's this is has he told you how big his dad is? No. He's he's massive. He's giant. Well, like, well, those are three different size categories. I don't know what a size category is. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> okay. Well, yeah. Where is he? How do we get there? He says, "Well, did you go uh, by the throne room down there?" Oh mm, no, no, I think we, we didn't. We just went that. up the stairs. Yeah. Oh, he says, "Well." Uh, and you gotta be careful too. You know that's that's kind of where the uh, the goat-headed demons are. And he, he kind of gestures over to an egg pile, and you can see that some of those eggs are like laid in the corpse of one of these demons. And he says, uh, "You know, they don't come up here too often, but uh, when they do, and he kind of he he um, like draws a line, you know, like like a like a, a you know like." a slitting throat motion with his finger, but he does that and kind of his, his uh, a wasp nest skin kind of splits open as he does it and like bugs fly out and they, they zoom, zoom around and he's like, yeah, you know, they don't, they don't last long up here. <laughs> get it? Well, <laughs> no, I don't get it. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Tess, what's can... he saying? Oh, he's, I just pass on what he's talking about. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, Wag walks up to um, Butter Biscuit and then look and uh, looks at 
uh, the hive and and uh, and says, now, this young man here has become very important to us in a very small amount of time. Can we count on you to look after him while we are off uh, taking care of the rest of our business? And he says, uh, he takes his hands off of, of Butter Biscuits. He says, Butter Biscuits, do you want to stay with me or you want to go see your dad? I want to see my dad. I haven't seen him in a long time. Of course, of course. He, uh, he, he says, well, you know, what are you going to do? Yes, you can't keep a child from his father. It's not right. I mean, we, we technically could. They're, they're very small. Just, I said it's saying. not right. I'm just saying. This it's feels like okay. Weg definitely <laughs> killed some children. Weg, uh, why don't you reminisce for a moment about your own relationship with your father? Why don't you give a reason for why you, a child should not be kept from his father? Well, you see, I I haven't seen my own father in, oh gosh, at least a decade at this point. He, uh, like me, was a grave tender and uh, was a proud man of good heritage who did everything he could to take care of me and the rest of our family. And Well, it's, it's not right for a boy to be out alone in the world like that. One single tear forms in the corner of Wegg's eye and it drips down and it catches a bunch of dirt and soot and leftover sticky stuff and it splops on the ground and then like 50,000 bugs come to <laughs> snack on it. <laughs> what a beautiful sight. It is. Um, all right. So, uh, so anyway, Cheap Cheap has given you all this information. What do you want to do? Go to the throne room. Okay. Yay. Everyone want to do that? Yeah. Before yes. we, like, go into the throne room, should, mm -hmm. like, the four of us, um, like, stepping away from Butter Biscuits, like, mm -hmm. come up with a plan of what we actually want to do with this father guy? Like... You can do. You can cover his ears again. Have him hum the Mission Impossible theme. He seems pretty affable to that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like it's. <laughs> we can either get our. We can either get the the staff of command or kill the guy. Right. It seems like those are our two. Or options. both. Yeah. Yeah. Or both. Um. If we get this. Rod. If we. If we get the rod first, then the wasps can help us. Correct. Yeah. And if this guy's enormous, then wasp help is probably good. What if we just do the same thing where we, like, send butter biscuits in as a distraction? <laughs> I don't think that's what we did and then here. Hope I that, think that's hope that hope butter biscuits ran away from us. No, no, no. But why, oh, no. They, you were gone. Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah. I thought yeah, you meant, you, like, when, up the then, ladder. I'm like... <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Wearing, wearing my helmet and my tactical turtleneck and uh, humming the Mission Impossible theme, and then uh, we can sneak in and, and uh, steal the steal the. But rod. we don't think, like, a diplomatic solution is in play here? I mean, they're... No. They're, you probably... Like, these are quantifiably demons, right? Yeah, this is a demon. But, yeah, but, like, I mean, in a sense, Kylie is a demon, and... I like... I thought Kylie was a demon. Yeah, I mean, not literally, but... As we've established, the lines like... between Jin and Demon in this episode have been blurred. Um, um, is that true? Why do you believe that? 
I, I mean, like, meta-textually, because um, Elemental Plane of Fire slash Hell. Right? Mm-hmm. I just, those no, are two... just both high. Yeah, those are just two ways of describing no, no, totally. What was going on but I'm saying, uh-huh. like, like establishing a theme, like, perspective, and, you know, recently mm-hmm. Kylie has been reconsidering violence in general. Sure. Yeah. I get it. I'm just making sure there was no confusion about... Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I meant, like, thematically, not actually. Yeah. Got it. Uh, okay. But, yeah, I think, a, I think a diplomatic solution is probably off the table because... Uh, Unlike Kylie, demons are quantify or are uh, required by law to be evil. Well, yeah. I mean, and no, I think it's devils like, that are required by law. Yes, devils, thank you, right. thank you for making the joke that I wanted to make. <laughs> Wait, are these de- are these demons or devils? I've, I've been using that word interchangeably in this episode. That's a good question. Wait, if you... they're from the hells, then that means. Yeah, if they're, if they're from the nine hells, they're demons or devils. They're devils. They're devils. <laughs> Correct. Right. Do we want to steal or do I, we want to talk? So here, just let me give you the the kind of clarifying D and D info. You know what the things that you've been seeing look like, but you don't know what they are, and you've yeah, not mean, tried to make a deal with one yet. So also, you, you, see, you yeah, see what I'm saying? Right. So you're, you're not quite sure either. Yeah. Also, yeah, it, I, I don't think we would even know necessarily what a demon was, right? Correct. Yeah. Well, Weg speaks infernal. Okay. And if these were demons, then I would have been able to understand them, right? Uh, no, you would have been able to understand them if they were devils. devils. Yeah. Correct. There's yeah. probably some people listening okay. to the podcast who have no idea about, like, esoteric D&D classifications and have no idea what's going on. I'll tell them at the end. Uh, in- Infernal is the name of the, the devil language, and Abyssal is the the demonic language mm-hmm. and de- right. devils devils are lawful evil and demons are chaotic evil and they hate each other and they fight in the blood war correct all factually yeah. correct so, yeah but you do not know what language that's why i was asking you about uh, tongues earlier you don't know what mm-hmm. language yeah. they are speaking right okay but from process of eliminations it's not one of the four languages that wakes absolutely speaks. there you go okay not, not to humble brag about the number of languages that Weg can speak. Mm-hmm. Well, Weg, how many? What languages do you speak? Oh well, I speak common, of course, and mm-hmm. halfling as as part of my upbringing, and uh, I also uh, through some events that have transpired in uh, my later days, I can also speak infernal and celestial. Okay, mm. pretty good. Y'all are going down to the throne room. Let's do it. When I think we I think we should sneaky try and get the rod. Yeah. Tess, what do you think? No, I I think we should try and get the rod one way or another because we don't want it used against us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That makes sense so. to me. Cool. The okay, so you go down, you kind of backtrack all the way there. You got butter biscuits with you. And as you get, you know, you go down the stairs and there's the big set of doors underneath those stairs. And as you get to them, you can hear what uh, sounds like another troop of, of uh, creatures, horned creatures, coming from inside that to outside. It seems like they're going uh, back out the doors. Um, you can hear muffled through the door, uh, uh, Tess. You can hear them also talking about kind of tactical maneuvers that they're going to be doing in the city. What do y'all want to do? All right. 
Um, I can change a willing creature into a gaseous form if that is interesting to you. <laughs> Tess, um, if you want to become a fog in order to sneak. Um, can I talk while a fog? No. Mm. Okay. Because you're fog. I mean, can't look. talk or manipulate objects, but I can, you know, wait till you get into position and, uh, you know. Okay. Yeah. No. Um, I am down with this. I could either use it to take a look inside and come back out, or like just pop over to somewhere convenient. Um, mm-hmm. uh, like, okay. I wait. I hold, would... hold on, really quickly. So you're at you're you're standing in front of the door, all of you. Mm-hmm. Beneath those stairs, that's presumably leading to the throne room. Yeah. There are creatures that are about to come out of that door. Oh, I thought we were just overhearing people having a conversation in that room. I didn't realize they were heading towards. They are the headed door. towards the door. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I, I, I worded that poorly. Yeah. Kylie stands there, to the side okay. of, the, of the door. Okay. Yeah. Let's yeah. do the Scooby Doo thing where we just <laughs> they open the door and we don't and they yeah can't we see just us let them walk out. We're, we're behind the door. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, you <laughs> do that. Um, the door is open, and you see about eight of these big horned creatures come through. Um, Tess, you can hear them. They're talking battle plans again. They're talking about uh, assaulting the uh, dwarven wizard uh, who is riding on his uh, unicorn, flying unicorn steed. That's and our guy. It, yeah. it could be anybody, honestly. I mean, well, um, no, it's our yeah, guy. Our guy. <laughs> And they're talking about some sort of horned monologuing creature that is uh, flying on a giant harpoon that seems to guide itself and uh, fly through their their wasps. Okay, well, that one doesn't ring any bells, but I'm pretty sure the first one we know. Well, the giant harpoon also has a giant chain on it, and then there is a teenage sidekick yeah, who is throwing... Monologuing. Yeah, yeah uh, not ringing any bells. <laughs> okay. The uh, yeah, so anyway, they go out and they leave, and uh, the doors are going to close. Are you gonna grab them? Uh, yeah, so yeah, let's yeah, just yeah. all run in. Let's all run in before they yeah. close. I mean, yeah, let's run in. Okay, <laughs> wait, che- uh, butter biscuits. Yes, run in there and and uh, run in there and see your dad and and uh, hum your hum your sing him your favorite song. Okay, are you making a stealth check? Butter biscuits. Well, I'm just seeing my dad. Why would I need to do that? Okay. Correct. Um, we should all make a stealth check. <gasps> everyone, everyone, make a stealth check and not butter biscuits. Fourteen. Um. Uh, mhm. Eleven. Five. Twelve. God. Five. Five. Okay. I, I'm not butter biscuits. Butter Biscuits is running in here. Butter Biscuits, you go through the door and you can remember this in the dim, dim memory of the time before. And uh, you you can see a big room. There are stained glass windows. There's five of them up in the sky. Or, you know, up, not in the sky, but like 20 feet up off the, off the ground. It's kind of a big cool. circular room. In the middle, there's a raised platform, and there's a giant, literally giant-sized throne that is there. And on that throne, you can see your dad. He is, he looks like this. 
on. As you well remember. <laughs> he looks like this. Um, except his skin doesn't really look the same way it used to to you. It uh, is mottled with red and black splotches, and he has these large crystalline growths coming off of him. Um, it, it looks as if he might be infected with something or, uh, you know, kind of unclear. And his eyes are completely black. They are, they are not the warm eyes that you can remember from your previous thousands of years of childhood. And, uh, but, but you are coming in and you're doing something. Tell me what you're, what you're, what you're doing here. I got my arms up high and I say, I'm your son's back. Hi. I want you to give me a charisma check just roll a d20 and you got a plus five to that bad boy plus five that is 17 so a flash of recognition comes across your father's face your dad's face this of course is the death seeker um well known across the plains um, a, a huge, important force in in the world of interplanar combat, Melita Oheim. He's a, a dude, as it were, and he stands and he says, and he's, he's towering, you know, he's 35 feet tall. And he says, uh, in a crackling voice that you, you can't remember, he says, come to me, my child. <laughs> okay, you all hear this exchange, and I'm assuming the doors are kind of open. You're peeking through them, and you see Butter Biscuits running up toward his father. Do I see anything that looks like a rod of control? There is a, um, like a, you know, he's on a race platform. There's a throne. Uh, on the left hand of the throne, you know, to the left side, there is a, um, almost like an, uh, a little table. And on that table, there is a hand-sized rod. You know, so it's, it's, it's probably just a little bit bigger than uh, this hand of the Death Seeker on it. But of course, that's like the size of you. So very big. Mm-hmm. So probably like a three and a half foot rod. It is of the same black stone that the Citadel is floating on, this obsidian stone. And it crackles with energy. And it's on the armrest of his enormous. There's throne. kind of like a table right to the side, and it's on that. So it's it's pretty close to oh, him, okay. but it's not on the armrest. Okay. I do want to point out that having pitch black eyes is not an indicator of evil. Just throwing it out there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's true. It's, um. It's not. But also, this guy is evil. Hmm. <laughs> Mayhaps. Tess, do you want to become gaseous? Sorry, what were you going to say, Wig? <laughs> oh, that sounds like a threat. <laughs> do you want to become gaseous? Um, no, I want to turn into uh, a giant eagle. <laughs> so I can only do that once per day. I'm sorry. Uh, man, that would have been a good distraction. <laughs> yeah. Give me two seconds. You, you can theorize. I'll be right back. Okay. Right. Um, I was just going to say, this guy probably wasn't evil to begin with. 
it seems like he's been corrupted by some kind of stone or power or something. I mean, like, it doesn't sound like... I mean, I get what you're saying, but it sounds mm -hmm. like he was bad before. Like, yeah, I don't know if you guys well, caught his name, but <laughs> I don't think yeah, that the, I mean, like, so the black what the black eyes aren't the indication of evil, but the name is. Yeah, I'm saying if he's called Death Seeker, I don't think he suddenly became evil. No, not suddenly, but like if um. Like, he's been called Death you know, Seeker for if, longer than he has black eyes, it seems. If, but if you Butter. Yeah, maybe if, not. If Butter Biscuit's been alive for 10,000 years, then so has Death. Then so has this guy, right? If he's his Correct. Dad. Longer than that. Yeah. And so that would. To me, that indicates that at some point between Butter Biscuit's last birthday and this one, you know, even no matter how many thousands of years that may be. Uh, maybe this guy was corrupt. No, but he but he knew he was called Death Seeker. Before then? Butter Biscuit told us that his father, or that the dude on the thing was Death Seeker. Right? That's right! I oh, did! That's, that's yeah, true. Like, so it, Butter okay. Biscuit did say that. Yeah. This, whether or not he is evil isn't part of the point. How are we going to get the staff? Um, well, I, not to metagame, but I'm going to have to like talk to, to this dude. Allow me to metagame. I'm going to have to talk to this dude. Why? Because I roll a five. Mm. Like if there's not, I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna be sneaking with the rest of you guys. Like well, currently, gonna butter biscuits. Currently, butter biscuits having a conversation with old, old pop. So, yeah. Um, I mean, we can gash this form to get Tess over to get Tess over there, but then how does she get back with the staff? Well, I mean, that's just to get just, her up on the I platform. I steal the right? staff and then. Does the super fast run? Throw it like a javelin. That's all. Yeah, that's that's also possible. Mirroring the actions of the manticore outside. <laughs> okay, um, is that your plan? I think so. Wait, there's one more thing that we could do, and that's I could. You see, you see, um, you know, uh, Butter Biscuit and uh, uh, talking to his dad, and his dad kind of reaches all the way down to the floor and puts his hand on the ground, and Butter Biscuit walks into his hand, and he brings him up to his face, and they're having an intensive conversation that you can't really hear the specifics of. Well, Butter Biscuit's probably telling him about us, so. Butter, no, I don't think Butter, Butter Biscuit's what you're talking about. I'm talking about how it's so good to see him and how I thought I saw a muffin on the way over here because I know how much he loves muffins and baked goods. See? Doesn't sound like too bad a guy to me. <laughs> okay. So uh, so there's telekinesis being floated here. There is uh, 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 gaseous form for stealing. What, what, we got to choose a pathway here. I think gaseous form is less conspicuous than the uh, rod floating away on its own. What do you think, Tess? I mean, what should I, we do? I want to steal the rod, but like, I'm not as invested in personally doing that as I am with just going along with whatever people want to do for this. 
You want me to roll a die to determine which of these two <laughs> options you take? Yeah, no. I mean, you have to be a willing creature in order for me to gaseous form you. So no, no, no. no. I, willing, I'm but... saying I'm, I'm down with that plan. Okay. It looks like you are... I just rolled... rolled uh, uh, evens or odds? You got evens? Uh, it seems like Tess is going to... Uh, gonna go steal that thing. All right. Unless you have strong reasons to do the other thing. It just seems like you're having a hard time choosing between the two. Yeah, no. The only Tess... thing that I would say about telekinesis is that it does not put Tess in harm's way. Correct. Correct. It yeah. keeps her here by the door with us. And that Tess... feels safer to me. I'm you... fine with what? being in harm's way. I literally jumped out the window. <laughs> That's true. Okay. Just wait till we have to get All down right. from this thing. All right. Yeah. Tess, you're a you're you're a you're a pink cloud, and you smell like uh, 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 jasmine. Oh, Ooh. I was hoping for something less conspicuous. <laughs> mm. It's only if you're in the cloud, I think, if you smell like jasmine. It's not emanating. <laughs> it's not. You're not a cloud of axe body spray. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so tell me how you're right. you're you you poof you into gaseous form. Tell me how you get over there. I float very slowly because the move speed is like. 15 feet or something mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's like 10 feet, correct. i guess what i'm asking is are you are you uh, trying to go from pillar to pillar hiding or are you going up to the ceiling and down or, oh, or how are you going no i was thinking about like just going somewhere not in his general line of sight like given how tall he is i don't know if the, that's the ceiling or if it would just be better to whatever you want to give like, me a stealth check sure gonna stealth around as a cloud i'm gonna make a perception check too Good God. 13. Well, he rolled a two, so you are perfectly fine. It seems to work out. This pink cloud kind of poop, 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 goes through the thing, and I'm assuming you're like going behind the throne probably to reconvene into a non-gaseous form? Yeah. Okay, you've done that. All right. Um, like I snap my fingers and you're no longer a gaseous form. Whoosh. You're now a Tess again. Whoosh. You still smells like Jasmine. You've had a lot of forms this episode. (laughs) Yeah. Um. So like, how? Where is the rod specifically? It is about eight feet off the ground, on a small pedestal, right beside, like where his left hand would be, off of the throne. Okay. Um, you know what? What? Eight feet is probably about my arm's length if I just stand on my toes. So I'm just gonna like kind of try and like reach up there and just see if I can carefully take it down. Sure. Okay. Give me a slide of hand check. Okay. All right. 24. Okay, yeah. so you all see everyone who is all the way back. Butter Biscuit, you're still talking to your dad. What are you talking about now? Oh, now we're talking croissants! <laughs> you, uh... <laughs> Tess, you, uh... That's your, that's your brother. Right? The other animated... I have person. no other family! Butter Biscuit and croissants. <laughs> Well, it's just him and his dad. You, Damn. Uh, Tess, you jump up because you, you, it's a little bit further in your tippy toes, I think, but you are able to hop up and you grab the end of it. And it really does require both hands to get around it. I mean, this, this thing is 
them are giant sized and so you've got to grab it with both hands and you pull it down and it's a big steel rod i mean it's big but you rolled high enough that you kind of pull it off the thing and you're able to catch it um as it comes down it's very heavy it's very big but as you put it into your hands it slowly begins to see uh, shrink in size until it is the size appropriate for your own hand and you're holding it in two hands um it is crackling with energy you can feel it almost inviting you to grasp it um but you you would need to do something to activate it in order to have control over the citadel okay um do i have like any idea what that sort of like do I have any clue what sort of, like, activation thing? Oh, yeah, you're just going to have to intentionally kind of grab it with one hand and, like, assert your will over it. Ah, you know, there's okay. not, like, an activation word or anything, but it's just, like, okay. people can hold it, but then people can use it. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, can I, like... I'd like to make a stealth check to try and, like, get out of the room. Okay. Um, Go ahead. Because I think... Yeah. <laughs> I, that makes sense to me. Make that check. You're going to have to make a series of three checks, I think. Um, okay. because to come back, you're going to, you know, it's a fairly open room, but there are these pillars. And so you're going to have to go from pillar to pillar. I'll even let you do two. I think okay. two is perfectly fine, but go ahead and make that first one. All right. Uh, the first one is 22. Okay. And rolling his perception check. He's good. Butter biscuits. What are y'all talking about? Oh, we, we talked first Muppets croissants. And now we're going to talk about a personal favorite. What's a good butter to dip a roll into? Hmm. Okay, and uh, give me that second stealth check. Uh, 20. Okay, and he rolled a four. Okay, <laughs> and you make your way all the way back to the door, and you zip your way out. He's very intently having a conversation with his only child about food, baked goods specifically. Yeah. What are you doing with it? Um, so, the, the, the rod of command mm-hmm. i know it gives you control over the citadel Correct. but i'm wondering if like does it actually have any connection to the like wasps that have been flying around or is that a cheap cheap controlling them to do spider biscuits dad's will to not Die. No, Cheap Cheap uh, seemed to imply to you that there's some sort of direct connection between the Citadel and, like, the denizens of the Citadel. Um, okay. So, yeah, it's not like he's controlling them to do his will. He's just, like, farming, basically, or raising all of these wasps. And then the control of those wasps, somehow, of the swarm, is attached to the Citadel itself. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I... Let's go somewhere that his dad is not so that because the first thing he's going to do is like look for the rod when he notices something's up mm-hmm. um, how about back to the hive okay works yeah. for me so um, butter biscuit you're still talking to to old dad and uh everyone is running away <laughs> yep uh do we want to like set the fortress down somewhere so we can get those people off like what what should our first priority here be? Let's land it on Ulrich Groob's house. <laughs> <laughs> you know? What a good... Uh-huh. That would be a good prank. Um. Unironically <laughs> in favor of this. <laughs> Okie dokie. So you're going all the way back up there before you use the rod, basically. Yes. 
yeah, we're going back up to the hive and uh, through Tess filling in the hive on what what's going on, I guess. Yeah. Okay. All right, so you go up there and cheap, cheap. You know, he's still hanging out there, and he says, uh, he says, oh, gosh, that's the rod of... That's the... Uh, you got it, huh? You got the whole thing? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, uh, you know, like I, I explained before, uh, this whole bad boy is yours. My wasps, you can do whatever you want with them afterward. Please don't kill me. Um, you know, I, I don't have a lot of power over that, but I'd prefer... You know, you can't crush me over a boot, but it looks like, you know... He points at Wag, and he's like, that guy. He's got that look. Uh, okay. so, you know, you gotta, it'd be great for you to, uh, use that rod there. Like, so. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to kill Cheap Cheap. I just want to make that clear, first of all. Good. But, um. He doesn't want you to kill Like, him. does he want, like, his hive to essentially be free like yeah you could it's... you could free his hive afterward if you wanted you, okay. with the use of the rod you can do whatever you want to with the citadel basically okay. that is what um, what if we mm-hmm. what if we use the rod to what if we use cheap cheap's wasps to take all the people that are in, being held captive back up out through the thing and then let them off safely somewhere mm-hmm. because that, what i'm worried is yeah. that if we if we land the citadel, yeah. then uh, we're just gonna flood Mars Simber with all these goat people. Mm-hmm. I mean, fair. Um, yeah. Does the so, well, kill the goat uh, people. does the rod just, allow control the goat people? You do not know. Oh, and Chief Chief does not know. Hmm. Hmm. I haven't thought about it. They don't come up here, like I said. Fair. Maybe can can Tess try that out? I... There is a. Chess is holding the rod and not using the rod. I can't tell you anything that the rod okay. does without someone using the rod. Sure. No, I, I, I'm gonna that use... was a question. That was Tess. Can you mm-hmm. try that out? I, yeah. yeah. I'm, first thing I'm going to try is using the rod to tell the wasps to bring people back to the city. Okay, so since... you are using the rod. Yeah. Yes. Tess grasps the rod in her left hand. You can see a surge of energy go from the rod all the way through her arm. Tess, you take. Uh, Why does this keep happening? One point of, you just take one point of damage. Well, because I think that when you when you interact with powerful magics, it does stuff to you. No, I, th- I... I think if Sword Coast Coast to Coast has a DM like idea behind it, is that uh, you know magic has some weird causal effects. Um, so you take one p- one point of damage. Not too bad. And camera goes all the way back to Butter Biscuits. Butter Biscuits, what are you and your dad talking about? He's holding you in his palm, close to his hand, or close to his face. You're speaking face to face. I'm showing him my new shoes that my new friends got me. He's very curious about your new friends. Who are your new friends? Oh, there, there are a wide variety. There's uh, Nightlight, the the would-be Nightlight King. Uh, there's the lady that's a bird, and then yeah, she she was cool. Dirt Man and uh, Helmet Lad, they were all there. <laughs> uh, they they led me here. We saw we saw a whole bunch of stuff. I got covered in honey. Um, 
And we got some shoes. And then, so, Butter Biscuit is laying all this out finally in these very moments. And as Tess, way high up in the Citadel, grasps the rod, your your old dad, Butter Biscuit, feels the ability to control the Citadel leave him. Oh. He he knows that he 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 no longer has Tess. You actually have the consciousness of. 10,000 wasps enter your mind. I don't like this. You definitely don't. But now <laughs> you can feel to some degree what all of them are doing and how they are doing it. And you can command them to some degree. You can feel the emotions of a couple different demons. Uh, not all of them, but some of the strongest demons, six or seven of those. You can feel and control them. Um, and all of that that comes into your head leaves uh, good old dad, leaves his, his, his moment. And as Butter Biscuits is discussing his new friends, and as all of these abilities are leaving the Death Seeker, he gets a sadness in his eyes. And he says, Oh no. My son, why would you betray me? What? You, you have led... You, you're my downfall. I've, I've lived for 20,000 years. And I, I, and I made you. I gave you life. And you, you were killing I me. I just wanted to see you. And so he pulls his hand close. <gasps> and destroys Butter Biscuits. No! no! Butter Biscuits. Y'all fucked That's up. the definition of abusive behavior right there blaming this poor child he's not a great guy for the machinations of yeah four powerful adventurers i mean to be fair butter biscuits was older than all of us rest sort of rest in peace butter biscuits butter biscuits was an innocent babe and he will be avenged none of you know that butter biscuits has died by the way we don't feel it just as a player does tess know tess does know Oh no. You feel it in your heart. That's a great question. I think you feel I think it. I dropped yeah. to my knees in despair. Oh no. Tess, what's wrong? Butter biscuits. Did it work? Oh, it worked. But at a, at what cost? <laughs> no, at what cost? Uh-oh. That's what we're trying to figure out. Yes, no, I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I I, I explain like what i can actually feel now and also that butter biscuits is is no more um we've made a terrible mistake butter biscuits your your head crushes your body and your head wheedles off and flies through the air and bounces off the ground wheedles off yeah it wheedles off that's a word and uh but protected by the helmet you were wearing it bing bing bings across the ground We can resurrect Butter Biscuits. It's fine. Does he have a soul? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. He's full of soul. <laughs> Anyways. um, So, you said I can, like, feel the emotions of, like, six of the strongest demons or whatever. Yep. Fortress, right? Yep. Do I have, like, the ability to control or influence them? Yeah. Or is... Yeah. Um, I want to prompt the demons into an uprising against Deathseeker. 
Yeah. Okay. You can uh, you, you can do that with the wasps as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm more interested in the demons killing each other. Uh, I see. I don't. I don't like. I don't know if the demons alone are enough to kill Deathseeker. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I'm hoping for. Sure. Um, and honestly, the more them that die on both sides, the happier I am. Mm-hmm. But I'm not interested in also trying to wipe out the hive. Um, gotcha. Yeah. So uh, you can see through the eyes, you know, in this kind of psychic way. You can see uh, these demons they're all flying around the citadel and they're doing different things you control them in such a way that they uh leave the battles that they're a part of they come back and they fly through those stained glass windows they fly through those and they death seeker is currently uh tearing at the uh, uh the door to try to remove himself from this throne room he obviously has not left here in a very long time and they uh, use their wasps and their own abilities to begin attacking him. And there is a huge, you know, violent battle. He's using a great sword and he's smashing some of them out of the sky. And uh, they are attacking him and using their barbed tails to wrap around his legs and bring him to his knees. And there's this heroic and horrifying battle to the death between the two groups. Um, you see them destroy the Death Seeker, uh, but the Death Seeker also kills all of them but as you are seeing the last light go out in one of these uh, demons eyes you can see a puff of smoke in the corner of the room you see someone uh, walk toward butter biscuits the, the the single helmeted head on the ground a shadowy figure in a cloak and they pick it up is it What's the hat look like? Is it Hoback? <laughs> yes, okay. <laughs> you can't see. Covered in a cloak. You don't know. And you can actually hear Butter Biscuits speaking. Butter Biscuits, what are you... What, this, you're still alive in there, I guess. What What are you saying to this cloaked figure? Hi. I, I'm Butter Biscuits. It's, it's my birthday. Hi. Who... Hello. Oh. Poof. And the figure and the helmet and butter biscuits disappear. I feel like we're being used. <laughs> I mean, I don't know that we're. Who would we have been used by? Because, like, if the objective was to just steal butter biscuits. No, our the objective just... was to fuck up the. this floating citadel. I mean, sure, but that was what we wanted to. No, I don't well, really feel like that's being used. Is it? I I believe that Baldy um, got the Citadel here and used us to dispatch with the... Um, oh, that he summoned it? For maybe some or something where he knew it was going to come with the giant worm or something. I mean, he didn't do anything to avert that disaster. He gave us butter mm. biscuits out of nowhere. I, I think that's I like... something weird going on. It is, it is interesting that he would just happen to have the son of... Yeah, the and then not tell us anything about that. Yeah. I mean, I get you, but also I still don't feel used in that case, because my, my, my objective upon this happening was to stop the, like, 
kidnapping and murder of the city. Let's land the citadel yep. on Ulrich Groot's yeah, house. Too. In, in, no, yeah, let's <laughs> definitely do that. We gotta finish yeah. up the session. I think there's a lot of good theory okay. crafting time uh, for you to do in the intervening two weeks between recordings. But um, mm-hmm. so, are you are you landing the citadel on Ulrich Groot's house? <laughs> Mm-hmm. I really want to. Okay, so how big is it? <laughs> like, can can we can we land it in such a way that it only fucks up Ulrich Groom's house and or his car? <laughs> Probably he's got a big house, right? Yeah, like, yeah, it's like right a, in the middle of his ground and an, or an his car. Yeah, like there's the possibility we might not be able to land on the car in the house only hit the car like no we can like hit the car lift off hit the so, house. Like, this massive oh no citadel. i'm sorry about your car here let me move over so tess uh as one of the now most powerful beings in marsimber by a long shot uh you yeah. um you fly all of the wasps back into that big tunnel you pick all those people up probably against their will again and you fly them back down to the ground uh, then you bring all the wasps that were part of of the big battle that's been happening in marsimber you bring them all the way back they go back up to the hive and you slowly but surely using the consciousness of three or four of those wasps find ulrich Grump's estate <laughs> in the north of the city in the the kind of aristocratic part he's not one of the island holders his family is old enough that they have part of the mainland as it were you, uh, you know, it's on a big craggy piece of obsidian, so it does have a tip somewhere down at the bottom, and you navigate it slowly. It's a large palatial estate. Remember, I said that this whole um, building, kind of, it, it, as far as like the the size of it, is about three hundred by three hundred yards. So you find the building. You can see that there's a beautiful purple carriage that's po- that's parked right outside of his giant garage. Now, the Ulrich Group Ulrich Group estate has held its own quite well against the uh, onslaught of the death seeker, right? So, remember one of the uh, w- one of the wizards that was fighting in this battle uh, is uh, I forget his name. I'm doing it is Zorp Soapand, uh, which is Lord Group's kind of personal wizard, and he has been here holding his own against uh, all of these different wasps and, and, and demons, and they have kind of a mercenary group who are all doing these things, and Ulrich Grump is probably in a bunker somewhere beneath his home. But you navigate the citadel right above his beautiful purple carriage, and you slowly but surely settle down on it and crush it, and then, you know, bury a hole in the earth that's like 40 feet deep. <laughs> all the way down and then you come back up again and you move over to his house and then you slowly but surely uh crush everything that is his mansion and then his garage and then his mercenary quarters and then his second house and then the (laughs) the gardens and then the grounds and then a large portion of the aristocratic sector of marsimber settling the citadel down to um to ground level so that you could leave right out of the front door of the citadel and walk into the streets of marsimber themselves well then uh uh yeah (laughs) well so tess is uh the queen of marsimber now yeah i'm sick i I presume this means that we get like control over the um 
suit of 51 force. We will find <laughs> out on the next episode <laughs> of Sword Coast, Coast to Coast. That if you want to support the show, you can go to uh, patreon.com slash range touch. And if you want to learn more about what we're doing, uh, you can go to twitter.com slash range touch. You can also join our Discord. All of this information is down below where this, wherever you're listening to it. Um, it's in the little description below. You can click some links. You can figure stuff out. As little as a dollar a month really helps us out in a big, substantial way. Um, and uh, hopefully you'll go and do that. that it's, thanks. <laughs> pre-thanks um we'll see you on the next episode we're gonna get to some lawyering <laughs> <laughs>